Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Games cast. This is our very first E3 2017 reaction show. Sorry, I hope I didn't hurt your ears there. Rest in peace, headphone users. <laughs> yes. Sorry about that, but no, Nathan and I, we are so excited to talk about E3. We've had to be like working all day, so we've been following the news like at work. Yeah. So now we're here, we're able to just talk about it and finally be able to digest all the the information we have received, uh, not only today, but uh, this the last weekend. Couple, E3 has been going on since like Saturday that we've been in announcements and stuff yep. like that, so Saturday, awesome. Saturday was E3. Uh, Monday we got Microsoft and I think it was Bethesda and then uh, Bethesda was Sunday yeah, with yeah. Xbox and then yesterday was Ubisoft and Sony's uh, conference which Nathan and I were able to go to live which is pretty cool um, semi live <laughs> we'll explain that later yep. and then uh, obviously Nintendo had their uh, Spotlight Direct this morning which had a surprisingly uh, large amount of reveals and games in there I was. We were, we were pretty excited about that. Nintendo Hardcore was, like, trying to temper expectations before. Like, yeah. they were like, it's going to be short. Don't expect anything too crazy. We're only talking about games for this year. And then they had some nice surprises in there. So mm-hmm. it was cool. And, and they, they are still, like, surprising us with, like, new information in their Treehouse streams. Yeah. They still have two more days of streaming, and they'll probably do one or two small announcements that will be awesome. So Nothing big. Don't get your don't get your hopes yeah. up for Smash Bros. Exactly. Like Smash Bros. <laughs> isn't gonna get announced. They would have talked about that, but yeah, exactly. Maybe like so. some eShop games or something like that. Yeah, maybe another Box Boy. Ooh, <laughs> no, no. no. The, we the, said goodbye to Box that. Boy already. He's gone. He's dead. We can't That's bring true. him back. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you missed out on our last two episodes, be sure to check those out. You can find them on iTunes. You can also find them on Spreaker.com. That's where we uh, record live every single week, Tuesday at seven o'clock. PM uh, episode forty nine. We had the creator of Rivals of Aether, uh, Dan Fornasi on, and uh, last week uh, Nathan Rob hosted our fiftieth anniversary episode, which was exciting. Yeah, we talked about why we love video games. Yeah, there were, I, I actually because I wasn't there, I was able to go back and listen to it. I was reading the comments and stuff, and some of you guys had some really thoughtful conversations. Yeah, so. that was fun. So definitely check that out if you missed it. And uh, as part of our fiftieth episode uh, celebration, we are giving away some free video games. So. Uh, uh, we will be announcing the winner of our Star Wars giveaway this week on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter, at Halison underscore games. Right now, there's only one person who is entered. And uh, if you if you enter, you have at least a 50% chance 50, of, 50 shot. <laughs> of winning. So And there's a ton of Star Wars games. So. Yeah. yeah. We, I think we have Battlefront and a couple other ones up there, too. So uh, you want to enter that, you just have to reply to our tweet um, and tell us what or why you play video games. Uh, What's yeah. the reason why you play video games? So, moving on, straight into E3. We are going to go ahead and just start off with some of our peaks. What are the most hypest moments of E3 so far? Okay. What, what have been the announcements we've liked? Um, for me, if you know me, you know I'm a lifelong gamer, but I'm also a lifelong Spider-Man fan. So, that Spider-Man gameplay at the end of the Sony press conference completely like blew me away. I... I was getting worried as the conference was going on. <laughs> like, we had to get a test this. this. I'm like, okay, that's this game isn't Spider-Man. Okay, no. Okay, well, this game isn't Spider-Man. And they keep going on It and was on. literally every game he was like, is this it? No. And you could, like, see his head, like, just kind of sink lower and lower throughout the conference. It was really funny. I wore my Spider-Man hat, and, like, I was, I was stoked. And then finally... I forget the guy's name. He came at the end. He sounded like he was wrapping things up. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And then he's like, I'll leave you with one more game. I'm like, this has got to be it. They bring out Spider-Man. It's an eight-minute gameplay demo, so it's extended gameplay, which is awesome. 
And the gameplay um, is very cinematic. It's got some quick time events. And basically, you're going in and out between, you know, fighting baddies, web-slinging through the city, chasing down criminals, and also kind of having short little mini cutscenes, kind of like in the style of, like, Uncharted or, you know, Tomb Raider or some of these, you know, big uh, action-adventure games that have come out yeah. recently, which I think is a smart move because, like, Spider-Man has all these different little quips and, like, one-liners to all the different characters, and that's that's so Spider-Man, which is awesome. And there's tons of little Easter eggs in there. Um, they're really focusing on, like, a brand, the brand-new-day characters that kind of debuted and around 2010 around 2012 and so bringing some kind of new blood and new characters which i trust me being a spider-man fan i think this is a good move and you know they'll still have characters like kingpin and norman osborne around but i i think they're driving home a very interesting narrative they had miles morales there at the end yep the the ultimate spider-man so it'll be interesting to see what they do with him but man i'm hyped i'm sad i have to wait another year i knew it wasn't gonna <laughs> come out this year but I was shocked. I'm so excited to play that game. So a couple things. I was shocked how long the gameplay demo was. Like I yeah. kept like we kept getting it and it kept like moving on to a new sequence. So I was like, oh, that's gonna be it. And then they kept like going through different parts of the city and um, they eventually ended up kind of in that helicopter chase and it was really, really cool. So it was really long, which was nice. And then since it was at the end of the conference, like you said, you were kind of getting worried. I was like, maybe they're gonna like end with this huge like megaton and it's gonna be at the end of the conference and after it's gonna be like this fall, fall 2017, like, that would be awesome. But this 2018, as, you know, I think we kind of all expected. Um, yeah, I mean, last year we only saw, last like, year we just saw like or so. a 10-second so. trailer or something yeah. like that. We didn't see any gameplay. So but it does look, look pretty cool. Looks smooth, looks fluid, looks yeah. nice. You know, some people are complaining about the quick-time events like Jaeger. I don't care if it's a quick-time event if it looks and feels amazing. Like, you can tell, you know, some of those things are scripted with the crane and stuff. But it looked awesome. It was high octane. It had, had a good feel. So if they find a good mix between, you know, kind of that stuff and then also kind of the open gameplay and exploration, I think they'll they'll have a have a real winner. But definitely looking forward to that one. Um, Nathan, what was one what was one of your highest? Um, let's see. So I I think my highest one here uh, was this morning. They ended Nintendo ended their E three spotlight with the Mario, Mario Odyssey trailer. And they actually start out the trailer by, like, kind of showing this grassy field. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? Is this, like, are they announcing a new Donkey Kong game? And then, like, well, you I saw... I thought, like, like, Monster Hunter yeah, or, well, or, like, Xenoblade again. Yeah. Or well, I knew they had already done Xenoblade, so... And then, like, you saw this dinosaur tail kind of come in, and I was like, whoa, is, like, this Retro's new game? Are they working on a dinosaur game? Or is it, like, Tora coming back or something like that? <laughs> and then you see the Mario hat come out of it, and you're like, no Okay, way. that looks awesome. <laughs> what is that hat? Why is that on a dinosaur? And they had this awesome trailer. It was really long. It was like, what, two, three minutes or something it was, like that? Yeah, it was a little over three minutes. It's got this insane over-the-top music, which you will be able to hear at the end of this episode. Yes, yeah. Um, I didn't love it at first, but it kind of grew on me as the trailer went on. Yeah, um, well, I went back and watched it like a second or third time. Mm-hmm. And each time I watched that, I was like finding these new things. Like they crammed so many different random ideas and different different things in this trailer. Like there's, I think they show off like six six different costumes Mario can wear. There's obviously the big thing that is exciting about this game is, you know, with the dinosaur. With Mario's hat, you can basically transform or possess, I guess, 
different enemies and objects in the game. So you can be T-Rex Mario and run around as a T-Rex. You can be Bullet Bill Mario and fly around and blow up walls. You can be Taxi Mario. You can yeah. even possess those weird-looking humans in yeah. Donk City. Like, the amount of, different amount of things you can possess was just amazing. Like, like you said, like, from a taxi to kind of a more traditional Goomba. There's so many different things you can do. And then um, they streamed the game right after on Treehouse Live, and I was watching a little bit of it, and like it was cool because it showed using that ability there's going to be so many different ways to get around the level like it won't just be one way of kind of jumping up and getting like Mm -hmm. uh they showed this part in the desert world kind of where they possessed a bolt bill and flew straight to a different platform but there was also a way to get there kind of by jumping so there's going to be kind of a lot of different variety and options um Reminding me a little bit of Zelda, where there, you know, there was a ton of different ways to yeah. solve puzzles and shrines and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly, there's going to be a little bit more puzzle emphasis and yeah. focus on exploration. Uh, the worlds are called kingdoms, and they're like big, giant sandboxes. And um, oh, it looks like we have a special guest joining our podcast live over Skype. Uh, Anthony Shelton, Shelton is here. Say hello, Anthony. Can you hear me? <laughs> we, we can, can hear, hear you. you. All right. Fantastic. Good to have Had you in here. a few technical here. difficulties. No yes, worries. No worries. So uh, Anthony's here. I, I think as soon as you saw that Metroid uh, reveal, you like sent me a tweet, and you're like, got to be on the show tonight. I want to talk about this with you guys. So we're glad to have you here. Yes. Yeah. Good to be here. So uh, we were just talking about Mario Odyssey and just kind of breaking down some of the things of the gameplay. Um, one thing I thought was really neat as well was it showed a section where Mario goes into this tube and then comes out as like old school 2D Mario as like a painting on the wall and you do some platforming and then like you climb your way up to the top of like the big 3D object that you're on the side of and you pop out on top so there's going to be a little bit of like 2D Mario gameplay mixed in there which I think is a super cool and super like unique idea. Yeah, it was a really smart way to be able to do that. Um, obviously I've kind of done that with other 3D games in the past, like Galaxy and stuff like that, where they had those sections that were yeah. you jump kind of upside down, two point five. But it was just a really neat touch. I I can't wait to be Taxi Mario and just drive <laughs> around the city as a taxi and feel like I'm playing Crazy Taxi or something. Do you like, think you're gonna be able to hit those humans that uh, look kind of ugly? I don't know. It's probably, it's probably gonna be super <laughs> awkward, like Sonic Adventure, where you just like awkwardly run into them and they like I don't know. It'll be weird. Maybe you jump on their head and like you'll like break their bones or something like that i don't know we'll see <laughs> violent mario yeah uh but uh anthony uh, what was one of your uh kind of like your peaks what was one of the one of your favorite things about e3 so far uh beyond good and evil 2 yeah yes <laughs> yes i've said there but you know what to be honest about that one i it was a high because it exists yes but it it was like it I guess it's kind of an in-between the high and the low because they showed the trailer and it looked fantastic, but it did feel like Beyond Good and Evil. Like the flavor of it was like, I was I like, this isn't really Beyond Good and Evil anymore. Where's Michelle Ansel going with this? And yeah. Yeah. so it kind of feels like it's going to be a game that's not going to star Jade. Nope, it's nope. not going to star Paige. Uh, and it, granted, I didn't watch any of the conferences except the Microsoft one because that's the only one I had time to watch. But mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know what information they gave about it. But it seems like it's going to take on the theme and the concept of what Beyond Good and Evil is and not necessarily 
continue what was started from the first one, which is kind of disappointing because that's what I was expecting. Me too. But I'm glad there's another one. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you said, I'm glad the idea exists. I'm glad Ubisoft still believes in the idea of this game. They didn't just can it after all this time. Like they're still putting effort towards it. But the fact that tone-wise, it's totally different. Like I think there was over. 15 f-bombs in there like was kind of interesting and then like they it's going for that kind of more of the realistic art style and stuff makes me feel like some of the charm of the original one might not be there but it they did say it is a prequel so it'll take place way before the events of the original game but i don't think it's gonna tie very much into that necessarily that game so i thought the kind of where they said they were gonna go with the story was really interesting like they were kind of talking about how basically these animal uh, i think kind of like clones had been created as slaves basically of the galaxy and it was going to be kind of about their struggle to kind of be free and if they can be free from their masters it sounded really interesting and i think it could kind of play into like modern day issues we face with like race and kind of all that stuff um sounds like Hmm. they could do something cool with that but we'll see it might just end up saying nothing like a normal ubisoft game so (laughs) we'll see yeah i i also find it a a bit interesting they're choosing to go as a prequel because to me if you're going as a prequel that sounds like you're actually going to try to make a franchise out of this mm-hmm. and so because the first one didn't sell well no it did like not. it was critically acclaimed and it, yeah it's a cult classic so i would think they would go the mirror's edge 2 route and just kind of continue off of what was done before but they're not so I'm like, we, we want more of Jade and Paige and kind of what was fed from us from the first yeah. one. Give me, give me more Not, of that. Give me more Mama, Mama Goes Garage. <laughs> yeah, like we don't – I mean, I guess we could have this prequel, but it, it's an interesting decision, and I'm not sure why it's being made. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because then people don't necessarily have to have played the first one and – kind of know all the backstory etc they can kind of just jump into this new world and new universe and don't need to know everything that happened with Paige and um jade and all that stuff so they're trying to sell it to more people i think that's why but i don't understand how that sells to more people like okay maybe the edgier stuff like i could get that fine whatever like that does sell it's like sex sells that's just (laughs) it's it's a thing like it just is what it is but i don't understand not going with Jade and all that, or maybe it's just because they're going in such a different direction with it that they just feel like they just have to. That um, lady character go away from she that. looked kind of a lot like yeah. Jade maybe when Jade's I first saw her. I was like, is something. that Jade? But then they said it was a prequel and Jade wasn't. Yeah, no. Like that, so. yeah. I'm sure there'll be a relation. You can tell from the like voice that. it wasn't Jade. Yeah, yeah, no, it didn't sound like her. Yeah, but... and the, uh, um, the original Beyond Good and Evil 2 teaser came out, what, like 2011 yeah. or something? Like, I think that's why a lot of people like us are confused because that obviously had Paige, it had Jade in it, and like you know it didn't really show anything other than the fact that hey look it's them and HD and we're making the game still don't worry about yeah. it. Uh, but then true. this is completely removed. Like none of none of that apparently exists. They are wiping that whole trailer yeah. away. So I think the other thing to note about this is that Ubisoft this game is super far away. Like they invited people to join. What was it like? crazy monkeys or something like that to help develop the game like give feedback on the game so there's still a lot of that process to seems go. like it's early still yeah still very early um in the process and then they also said it was going to be seamless online multiplayer drop in drop out and no one knows <laughs> yeah. what that's about 
when I think Beyond Good and Evil, I don't think big online game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, 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 we'll have to keep our eye on that one. We'll we'll see see what happens next. But they haven't even announced platforms yet. I don't think so. That, that one's still probably a far ways away. Yeah. Um, now, one one of my highs uh, for E3 is definitely Rocket League on the Switch. Nintendo kind of led with this. They showed some of their uh, competitive uh, multiplayer games, whether they're local and online. And Rocket League was just thrown right in there with ARMS and Pokémon and all the other multiplayer games. And ever since you know I saw the concept of the Switch, Rocket League was one of those third-party games where I'm like, it makes total sense on the system. I would totally you know, get, get Rocket League on the Switch, and it'd be so easy to throw some Mario-themed DLC and Mario cards and stuff in there. And it's here. It's happening, and I am I didn't extremely... know that was announced. Yeah, R- Rocket yep. League is coming to the Switch. <laughs> cool. So um, I think that's great. I don't know, I mean, everything obviously, else. It, yeah, it's a game that's been out for a while, but I think it's I think it's good news uh, for Nintendo and you know give fans something extra to play. And they did say it will have cross-play with Xbox One and PC, and so it'll help uh, help you find online matches for sure. Yeah, it's good to have a bigger important. online community. But, okay. Yeah, they're going to add in Mario hats, I think, for uh, car toppers, and then a few stages and cars, which they haven't announced quite yet. But that's coming in the fall, and uh, yeah, I think it's a great fit. They're putting in wireless play, so hopefully the Switch's wireless works better than works it better did. than Mario Kart Eight. Yeah, I don't know if it's a Mario Kart Eight issue or if it's like a Switch wireless issue. But when we've tried to play wirelessly in the Switch, like local play, it hasn't yeah. worked well. So can't stay connected. Well, it's probably because it's wireless. That's that's a good start. Yeah. But well, like, Nintendo's online always had problems. I, always. I'm, I'm able to play, you know, Mario, no, like the Mario Kart and Triforce Heroes on 3DS perfectly fine. But, like, with our Switches, we haven't, like, been able to do that very well. So it's, well, I'm it's really curious like, how this is going to work because they'll be matched up with PC players sometimes. And mm-hmm. Nintendo's connectivity has never been good. So yeah. I wonder how that Maybe will affect... Gonna... Use their own Matching with PC. or something? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's a good They would point. have to, I guess. Yeah. Get PC players really upset. But you're still running wireless. <laughs> like, the bottom line is you're still yeah, running wireless. Yeah, it's still wireless. Like, I, I highly doubt connection. most PC players are running wireless. Yeah, no, so for sure. Yeah. That's just a problem. That's a good point. I didn't, didn't think about that. But nonetheless, I think it's great to see so Rocket great, League on there. Great announcement, I think. Rocket League is really fun. Yeah. It's sold really well. It has a bunch of, and like you said, the Switch makes sense. Take it anywhere, play it anywhere with friends. And I feel so. like a lot of Nintendo owners, um, you know, yeah, haven't played it yet necessarily mm-hmm. because, you know, it's people like you and me are big gamers, but there's a huge chunk of Nintendo fans who only buy Nintendo stuff. So this will be their first time playing it as well, which is which is cool. So. Yeah, and it fits right in with Nintendo's focus on multiplayer. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nathan, what, um, else, what, what else are you excited, excited about? For? Um Okay, the next one I have is uh, Anthem was teased at the EA conference and then the Xbox conference. Um, it was fully revealed. They had, I think it was like a six-minute gameplay reveal or something like that. It looked really, really cool. Um, they started off, showed that the facial animations looked really good, which was hilarious. <laughs> not Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but then they showed it off and they you basically get in like a titan suit or an iron man suit different i think it looks like a, a guardian from destiny almost. yeah it lo- does look like a guardian from destiny i got heavy destiny vibes and then they jump off and you rocket um you like jetpack flying backpack as my wife would say 
I think it's like an Iron Man suit almost. Like you're yeah. literally flying, like you got boosters coming out of your hands and like your back and your feet. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it looks beautiful. It looks really cool. Anthony, you said you saw the Microsoft conference. So what did you think about Anthem? Uh, I mean, it was it was cool. I, I want to see more. Like six minutes is yeah. really hard to get a, a feel for yeah. anything. But I liked what I saw in concept. I mean, I'm really curious to see... Because I mean, let's let's be real. That demo was meant to show off the power of the Xbox One X, mm-hmm. not necessarily showing off Anthem. But considering what the world looked like, it looked like something that's worth exploring. Yes. But that's all I got from it. So I, you know, there wasn't just enough gameplay from it to be like, oh yeah, this 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 could look more interesting than Destiny. Because one thing Destiny has going for it, the shooting is good. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the strongest uh, part. Yeah, I know you guys like Destiny. I don't. So, mm-hmm. you know, but that's one thing I give it credit for. So I'm curious to know what uh, it's still you still don't get enough of a feel of like, mm-hmm. hmm, this could actually be a competitor against Destiny. Yeah. Or is it just going to feel like you're playing like Mass Effect and kind of clunkily shooting things like which yeah. you know, it passes. But yeah. if that's the focus, it, it will be a problem. So. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah, and I'm not sure how well Bethesda does with this kind of stuff themselves. Because who's developing it? It's is a, it's it Bethesda Bioware. themselves? Bioware. No, it's Bioware. Oh, I'm sorry, Bioware's Bioware. I always get those yeah. two confused. Yeah, it's easy to get these. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so Bioware's on that front. So they've obviously done a little bit of okay. combat, like in Mass Effect and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're focused more on their world building and stories and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see more. I wish there was like an actual like gameplay demo that I could see someone else playing because you could tell the demo was kind yeah. of very scripted and like, oh, let's look up at this monster. Then, oh, let's fly down here, down this path. So I want to see like if it's actually like a giant world, you can go anywhere and there's interesting things or if it's just kind of like, you know. Scripted. Yeah, it was a really cool tease, but this game is still really far away. They said 2018, but I would be shocked if it doesn't get delayed <laughs> till at least 2019. Yeah. Given track record and just how ambitious it is looks like they're trying to make it so uh, see what happens i think it does does make everyone realize oh this is maybe why they didn't care so much about making mass effect and drama so polished (laughs) like they're working on this thing which so far looks right yeah so um anthony uh anything else uh, stand out to you that you've seen so far maybe uh well such as might as well get into it (laughs) uh i know it's just the title metroid prime 4 Nintendo um, finally did it. They put a logo out on the screen saying now in development. Like <laughs> they haven't right, done that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you can you pretty much bank that if Nintendo says they're developing something, they're actually developing it and it's not gonna get canceled. Yeah. So for sure. This is this is exciting for that reason. Uh I am glad Retro Studios is doing or not or I'm sad Retro Studios is not doing it. Mm-hmm. I wish they were doing it, and I understand people have left from Retro Studios, and mm-hmm. uh, for that reason, you know, I can get why, uh, you know, uh, I forgot, who was, who was I talking to on Twitter? It was Nathan? Yeah, I think it was me, because uh, I, I remember reading about, like, how some of the developers went and worked at Microsoft on Halo 4. And, yeah. So, I like, think. even if Retro right, yeah, yeah, yeah. was doing this game, it technically wouldn't be the same team. It would, uh, but they would still have some of the same people, I'm sure, yeah. like some of the over right, and stuff. and that's kind of the thing for me. Like, first of all, Retro has no experience working on a new IP, so I'm kind of like, true. 
<laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know if I want them working on a new IP, but they've been really, really successful at taking games from Nintendo and turning them into things we want to play on current gen. Yes. Like to it's take Metroid time. from 2D to 3D on their first try and still make it feel like Metroid, and it's awesome in 3D. And it's a like, ten out of ten game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hats off to them. So I know there's people still there with experience with that now on the other hand you know i do understand the producer originally is on that so that's good uh that definitely helps um but you know still different yeah and he he it's a whole different team so he was even the one quoted i think back in like 2015 and like i think i did an interview with him asking about metroid and he's like yeah, you know, we left the ending of Metroid Prime 3 a little bit open. We want to explore the relationship between Samus and Silex, who was another, you know, bounty hunter in that universe. And, you know, I have some ideas for where we would want to go if we continue the Prime series. And so I think it's good that he is there because, you know, he has been planting these seeds or planting and thinking about where they could go narrative-wise. So they should hopefully be able to have a nice narrative that continues and doesn't feel like it's just hey it's another metroid prime because you guys wanted it but we're not sure what we're doing yet so yeah well but i mean that was kind of one of the criticisms of metroid prime 3 right was the story and the narrative and the focus on like so many different other kind of bounty hunters and other characters i mean metroid is about kind of isolation and being alone mm-hmm. kind of originally and i they, remember one of the they did put that in the press release i saw for the new metroid that didn't say really anything like yes we're making new metroid for switch we're excited to show you more and how it's focused on isolation and exploration. Oh, so really? They cool. literally are saying that, but, you know, we haven't seen any footage or even really a trailer other than a logo. So Yeah, yeah I, I think they're entirely capable of adding more characters for Samus to interact with. Um, because even Echoes had, you know, the dynamic between Dark Samus Dark and... Samus, yeah. You know, and Samus, and it wasn't like you never felt alone or anything like that. So I think... I think that dynamic could still work. Hunters explored with that a little bit on the on the DS originally. Um, while the game story wasn't great at all, um, I think it still That's managed to somewhat. Yeah, it had some ideas, but you know there is still isolation, even though there's five other hunters uh, to be involved with. So you know they you have something planet, to work with. So even if you have other characters, like you can you can spread yeah. them throughout the galaxy. Yeah, it's not going to be Metroid Prime Destiny, is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to oh, make God. multiple. No. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that, and I don't think it'll be open world. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm hoping for you know you have maybe three, four different planets, and each one has giant explorable areas type thing. Uh, yeah, we'll see. How, how far that... do you guys think this game is off? I mean, they just showed the title and said they're working on it two years is there any way it's, it comes out next year no, three years no. 2019 fall fall 2019 yeah that, that's my prediction here to here all right you, i mean do you guys think that's that's pretty accurate or you think it'll come out sooner i think it could come out spring 2019 but it also depends on what they want to release fall yeah. 2019 Depends what yeah. their lineup's looking. Yeah, what their lineup looks like. I oh, think that's you know there's going to be the out. Call of Duty. There, there will probably be Halo. No, Halo 6 will probably come out in 2018. Yeah. But there's going to be, you know, some maybe Anthem. Yeah, Anthem. You know, I don't know if they want to compete with Anthem. <laughs> that's true. You don't want to put out the same time as another sci-fi show. Yeah. Yeah. So. Either way, we're excited. And not only did they announce Metroid Prime 4, but immediately following their showcase, Nintendo also announced 
um, a Metroid uh, 3DS game. Uh, I think it's titled The Return of Samus. Um, it's like basically a full remake of Metroid 2 from Game Boy Color. Yeah, for the for the Game Boy. And so they're remaking that or game. Or not Game Boy Color, yeah. Which game is Boy. hilarious because I think we actually talked about it on the show you know, a couple months ago. There was a big fan remake of Metroid 2 going around and... You know, they finished it. They put tons of work in. It looked really, really nice. It was, you know, pixel art style and stuff. And Nintendo shut it down. Everyone got mad at Nintendo. They're like, why would you shut this down? They're actually giving us a Metro game. You guys aren't giving us anything. <laughs> and now we're like, oh, that's why they shut it down. Because they're the ones making the Metro game. And I, I forgot the name of the studio. Um, but I think it's like Dreamscape or something. But mm. it's the team that made... Mercury kinda, something or other. Yeah, it's the team that made uh, the recent Castlevania games back in... 2010 through like 2013 I think um, and those games were pretty fairly well received they, they got like 8 eight out of 10 or so and so this team does have experience developing kind of a Metroidvania type game so I think it makes sense that Nintendo picked them up and from what I saw it seems like it looks pretty cool as well I'm, I mean I'm just sad one of the things I was disappointed about like that's still on the 3DS which I understand why you know but I don't want to go back to playing games on a 240p 3DS screen. I want to play it on my Switch, so I probably will not. Play that <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, like it looks 3DS. really cool. I also wish it was on Switch, but I might get it on 3DS because I was surprised it looked really, really cool. They added a bunch of kind of new abilities that Samus or Samus has, based on um, like she has a I forget what it's called, but basically like a melee kind of thing now. Um, Oh, yeah, the, you and, could, like, smack people with the yeah. cannon, and there were some cool takedown moves and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so all that looks really neat. And the game actually looks really pretty, at least on stream it did. I don't know how it'll look on my actual 3DS, but, <laughs> well, yeah, it'd be nice on I'm Switch. Just I'm surprised that Nintendo took this long to make a 2D, new 2D, you know, style Metroid game. Like, it's insane that the last one was Metroid Fusion for Game Boy Advance. But, uh, anyways. So, can, wait, wait, what about a, other uh, M? Okay. That does not count. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You had to bring that up. We almost <laughs> made it through without bringing up my other F. Stomach so, just failed. We're seeing the redemption of Metroid. We're not going back to that. Okay. But um did want to mention they announced Undertale for PS4, which I thought was awesome. I've been contemplating buying it on Steam. I've been waiting out for a PS4 release, so I think that is cool. I will finally try that out. I'm really excited to play it for the first time. But, uh uh, any other quick things that you guys were excited about before we kind of jump into some of the things maybe we were uh, disappointed about? Can I just get a quick question in, kind of mm -hmm. a tangent? Yeah. Uh, you both mentioned you guys own Switches. I don't. Yes. So not yet. But it seems like you have the sentiment of you wish this, you know, the new one came out on Switch instead of the 3DS. Yes. So are you guys at the point where you don't want a 3DS anymore and you just wish it was just the Switch, no more 3DS in existence? I wish personally for me, yes. But I do understand that there are, you know, kids and people who already have 3DS who can't, you know, afford Switches and there's, you know, still tons of people. But I I'm talking about do you mean like 3DS. Nintendo should just stop making 3DS and just focus on Switch 100%? Yeah, I don't think they should keep making main uh, first party exclusives on 3ds and not on not putting them on the switch i am hoping that this 2017 is the last year of kind of 3ds stuff and nintendo kind of kills it off quietly after this year like they're making that sequel pokemon game and this metroid game stuff like that it's a great ending party for it yeah. it's had a good life but yeah i definitely want them to kind of kill it off and focus on switch 
one of the reasons I was excited for Switch was I was like, oh, if it's a hybrid of handheld and home console, they'll take all of their teams to work on Switch versus dividing them between Wii U and 3DS, which you could see during that life cycle that yeah. one platform was specifically being focused on. They were developing a lot of games for either 3DS or Wii U. That's what they promised with the Switch, that when the Switch comes out, they're not splitting their you know software divisions into a portable and a handheld. They're going to get more games out for the portable handheld hybrid they don't need a you know to be more steady or steady stream of games and you'll see once you get your switch and you start playing games on that screen you're not going to want to go back and play on your 3ds anymore like it it looks and dude it feels i really spent nice. i i spent about eight years of my life playing on a 15 inch commodore 64 screen <laughs> like i i'm not kidding i would play four player mario kart 64 on this screen yeah so no, I don't give a dang how big my screen is. <laughs> nice. I, I still like my 3ds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a good, still little system. Like, I want to go back and finish Majora's Mask on it, but I haven't. I literally. I haven't. I think I've 3DS. opened my 3ds one time since I got my Switch. So <laughs> I, I haven't opened it once. It's brand new too. It <laughs> just yeah. came out in March. Come on. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's fine if it's stuff like they announced, you know, they're remaking Mario Luigi Superstar Saga on the 3DS. Like, stuff like that, like, okay, I'm fine with, you know, if you're just remaking smaller games or putting, you know, just some little stuff like Hey Pikmin, I'm fine with that coming out um, on the 3DS. But, you know, moving on after this year, you know, I don't want to keep seeing the main Pokemon games on 3DS and, you know, seeing, you know, big first-party games. I don't want another Triforce Heroes on 3DS. I would love it on the Switch instead, so... Um, I think the Switch is kind of missing kind of those first-party, smaller uh, games on the Switch. Like, you know, the, the Box Boys, the, you know, smaller platformer games, you know, the, the weird stuff like Chibi-Robo and Pikmin. Like, none of that is really announced or coming to Switch yet. It's all, you know, the big big games, which are great, but I'd love to see some of those, you know, smaller titles too. Which, hey, we got, we got Kirby and, and Yoshi announced. It's early on in the system. We already have a Kirby on the way. So. The Switch is going to die soon. <laughs> Don't buy a Switch, Anthony. It's not, it's not going to last. No, Anthony loves Kirby. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and talk about some of our, um, kind of our, our valleys of E3 so far. Things that we were, were disappointing um, for me, uh, the start of Sony's conference was very disappointing because they started off with like a you know orchestra like they did last year. It wasn't orchestra, but some live instruments to show the new Uncharted game. And the start of their stream for the first like six or seven minutes had no audio, so you could just hear awkward audio through like the audience microphones. You couldn't understand anything that was going on. And so like the Uncharted trailer and I think half of the Horizon trailer, we didn't really. Yeah, understand. it wasn't until the. Uh... When they started turning off Days Gone, that the audio actually kicked in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was wasn't until the third third one where it finally started started to kick in and work. So I still haven't rewatched those first two trailers, so I'm not very excited for Uncharted just because the trailer <laughs> I had to I watch it no anything. audio. Yeah, so that that was a bummer for me. But you know that happens with live shows. That's why one of the reasons I think why Nintendo is now you know, is putting out their online presentations that don't have those yeah. glitches. But that that was a bit of a bummer. But. Yeah. Not a big um, deal. I can watch the trailers again, I guess. I think my low point, and this is kind of unfair because I was just really hoping for it and it didn't happen, is Nintendo didn't announce an Animal Crossing for Switch, which was like <laughs> one of my number one most wanted things for Switch. And I still... Cue it's the gonna sad happen. KK Slider music. Yeah, it's going to happen. Still number hopefully. one thing you want. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Hopefully it'll come out next year. I have no doubt that they're working on it, but they didn't announce it. So yeah, instead it's a little they, bit sad. They announced Pokemon and Metroid and showed off an amazing Mario. They You're announced sad Yoshi about and no Kirby. Scrap Yoshi and Kirby and just <laughs> give me Animal Crossing instead. No, not Kirby. You can scrap Yoshi. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my wife wants to talk to you guys. She's uh, so that was the only announcement that got her excited. She texted me this morning, just like Yoshi. It's hilarious. So, um, Anthony, what about you? Um, so Microsoft announcing the Xbox One X is five hundred dollars, um, but not for the reasons that everybody else is saying that it's bad. Because you have a. Do you have an OG Xbox One? I do. Okay, okay. Okay, so Let being me hear it. an original Xbox One owner, did you buy it at launch when it had Connect for 500 I did. Okay, so being a launch Xbox One owner, what what does this price say to you? Uh, it says to I mean, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> um, personally, like, I don't, I don't mind that it's $500 because... Okay. Um, got more tech it's the most yeah it's it's worth five hundred dollars in terms of the tech now if you want to argue that it doesn't have any games okay fine that's that's the entire xbox brand that's not just the xbox one x that's the whole brand we're talking about so i i get that the low is is that microsoft did a really poor job well not a really poor job but a poor job of not convincing people that it is worth five hundred dollars because it is you think about this this is what people are missing People pay six to seven seven hundred dollars for a smartphone, mm-hmm. freaking smartphone. Yep, <laughs> that's true. But people have a problem paying five hundred dollars for the most powerful console on the market right now, which it is significantly puts your more powerful. Graphics to shame, like <laughs> right. And you look at it, and it's like it's more powerful than the PC I got running a six sixty Ti because that's all I could afford. It's be more costly for me to upgrade my PC than to upgrade to the Xbox One X. Yeah, that's a good point. So. That, that, you know, I was like, oh, that's a little disappointing. Not because, you know, I don't care if Microsoft succeeds or not, but at the same time, it's good if they succeed because obviously that's good for the consumers. Yeah. Because uh, PS4 Pro, I'm like, that that's a weak upgrade, to be honest, compared to mm-hmm. the PlayStation 4. This one's a significant upgrade, and you're not willing to pay the extra $100 for it. It just doesn't make sense. So, and then people don't understand the business side of it. Which is really annoying. If you think about it, the Xbox One S, $250. The Xbox One, the mid-range one, the one I got, uh, $350. Are they really going to make the Xbox One X $400? No, because at that point, you don't even need to sell the... (laughs) Don't sell the mid-range Xbox. Like, just sell the Xbox One X. Do what the PlayStation is doing. But the problem is... Or what they're trying to do is get more people involved with the Xbox. So you got more options. There's more ability for people to buy it. And they've already admitted they know they're not going to sell more Xbox One Xs compared to Xbox One S and the mid-range. They already know that. Yeah. yeah. So pricing it at 500 or less than 500 would be just dumb business. Because now you're losing way more on the console than you them. should be. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like... I think, I think the problem stems from mm-hmm. having too many systems out in the market. Like with PlayStation, when they basically redesigned it and made it the slim model, you can't buy the base one anymore. It's just the slim one that's replaced it. 
and you can buy that one or you can now buy the PlayStation 4 Pro. Very simple, we know what the Pro is. And now we have Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, which sounds like the same thing as S. Some kid is gonna ask, ask for Xbox One X for Christmas. Grandma's gonna buy an Xbox One S because that's what it sounds and looks like. And so I think the branding isn't very good. And the fact that, yes, while it makes sense, and I understand why it's 500, the original Xbox was 500, which was $100 more than the PS4. Yes, I know it was for, you know, Connect and other reasons, but that didn't work out well for them. They dropped the Connect, they lower the price. And now we have, okay, we have the upgraded Xbox for 500, or we have the X upgraded PS4 for 400. I think they still have that same problem where they're not going to bring new customers in, which, you know, like you said, I think they already know that, but I just find it Here's hard think- for them to succeed. And I feel like their only business is going to come from their hardcore who bought the original and they're expecting their hardcore fan base to pay a thousand dollars in one console generation just for hardware, but, which uh, I think yeah. is kind of weird. I, I do. I do agree with that. Um, but this is where I just, I don't know. I feel like consumers, they just, we all act dumb sometimes. <laughs> oh, I'm do. like, okay. Do. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like the people lose context. We it's, lose context. The Xbox One original was was released with the Kinect for five hundred dollars, and that was like four years. We ago. did, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Four years ago, Inflation. we didn't buy. We didn't like it because it released with the Kinect. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, we're like it's five hundred dollars because it has Kinect. We don't want the Kinect, so take don't the Kinect away and thing, make it four hundred dollars. Yeah. Right, and it didn't have the power. So now yeah, Microsoft has now given you the power. They've taken away the connect and you still don't want to pay for it. <laughs> like, and it's like, so, this is more, way more powerful than the PlayStation pro Four pro. Mm-hmm. And you still think $500 is unreasonable. Like, I feel like yeah. there's just something in console console buyers brains where it's like, don't go over $400. Like it's unreasonable to charge anything more than 500. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous when PlayStation three released at 600. Yeah. That was just out of control. I think that's what, what, what everyone's thinking. Like, Oh, it's like PS three again. When it, it's totally, but nah, we didn't even that understand bad. that technology. We understand what's in the Xbox yeah, one X you know because it's sure. PC like technology. So we get it. We've seen it. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I've seen people on the internet. They're like, yeah, it's actually it is reasonable that they are charging because the parts in there are worth that much yeah. money, probably yeah. more. Yeah, I've, so I've heard that as that's well. That's why I'm like, I just, I'm just like, I just, I don't understand what people are thinking. Well, you got to remember, the internet also was having a panic attack when Nintendo announced their online service was twenty dollars for a year, and like, if you can't afford twenty dollars in a year <laughs> for a console, it's like, why did you even buy a three hundred dollar console in the first place? So like, you know, it doesn't right. really matter what price <laughs> it is. People will find find ways to complain. Yeah. I think I think the bigger issue is I watched almost all of the Xbox press conference and I don't have an Xbox and I was like, you know, convince me on why I need to get an Xbox, either a one S or one X, one of the one of the two. And it my argument more is more of the games that they showed off. And especially the games the games that were supposed to look really good. Um, to convince me to spend more money on the higher res console, et cetera, et cetera. They just weren't there. Like, I mean, Crackdown 3 didn't look that good to me. Um, and almost all of the other games they showed off were games that I was like, 
I could probably play this on my PS4 just fine or sure. on a computer yeah. just fine, etc. Like the visuals and that, didn't really stun me except for Anthem, which I thought looked awesome. Yeah. And that's but that's good thinking. That's fair. Like they don't have games, so I'm not going to buy the mm-hmm. console. That's and that's fair. But people yeah. are like the Xbox One X doesn't have any games. No, 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 no. The, the entire Xbox brand yeah. <laughs> doesn't it's have any problem. games. It's, it's, yeah. Well, well, you In terms like... of graphics and stuff, maybe there's not anything that push it that far, and that and that's a fair argument mm-hmm. yeah, as well. well. Like, but when you start was... suggesting, like, it can't be competitive with the PS4 Pro, what are you talking about? Like, it's more <laughs> powerful. You can't. You don't want to spend the extra hundred for the power. Then was, it's something was else. Odd was that their showcase was Crackdown Three, which you know I. I almost 100 percented I think the first crackdown. Like those games are fun, but like when you're showcase to show your Xbox One X, like this is our big first party exclusive. You know, one of the reasons why to buy an Xbox One X, like it, to show off the power. And you show crackdown, and then like over here we're like, well, I played Uncharted 4 and Horizon Zero Dawn on a regular PS4, and it looks miles ahead of you know just graphically what something like crackdown looks like so i think having the talent behind the team to make those exclusive games isn't quite there as well i mean i know halo looked pretty nice but like you know there's not as many you know good looking games too that really shows off the power while you know sony loves showing their ps4 pro prop like uh the ps4 power um in their big you know exclusive games that look really nice so sure i don't know it's it's interesting for sure. But uh, moving on from Xbox, um, needless to say, um, I think Nathan and I, be, both being Switch owners, we were hoping for some mention of Virtual Console for Switch because there still hasn't been anything other than, hey, yeah. when online comes, at some point you are going to have some old games with online play. Uh, still still no news. Uh, we don't know if you'll that'll be the only Virtual Console service on Switch or if they're still going to you know, put out regular games so you can buy for five to ten dollars on the switch but i mean i'm not super bothered by it because i'm gonna be pretty busy this summer with just live stuff and you know i have arms and splatoon coming out but um yeah it's it's odd they still aren't talking about it at all like no mention it is kind of surprising that every time they're asked about it they're like well we're still trying to decide what we're going to do with virtual console like they only almost make it sound like they're not sure if they're even going to bring bring it back which is a bit worrying because I want to play these classic games and take them anywhere I want with me and be able to play them. And I also really, really want GameCube's on games on there. And there was a rumor from Eurogamer, you know, this was six months ago, so it might not hold any water, but that GameCube games are going to get announced for it. And I just really want that to happen. So, I mean, how, how easy of a sell is it to take Melee and, you know, a couple other like, GameCube games now it's, Hey, these are coming out on the switch this summer. Like, I've literally talked to people who said, hey, as soon as they announce the GameCube games on Switch, I'm buying a Switch. Like, it's an easy system seller. It seems like it would be something relatively low effort to put out there. Um, I'm not a developer. I'm not going to pretend I know what it looks like to port a GameCube game. But it's a big selling point to have these games, even 64 games, um, on a portable console. Like, have those games portably for the first time. I think is uh, something that Nintendo is very underselling right now obviously they don't really need it switches are still selling out right now so maybe that's why they're waiting they're gonna it's probably like a strategic but a strategic decision because you know they do have a game coming out almost every single month the rest of the year um kind of a big first party game that they're pushing or something they're just holding those things so they're just holding it until they kind of have a dead period and then they're like here we go (laughs) 
but we'll see. I don't know. All right. Well, we have time for maybe about one, one more on thing um, that, that we could talk about. One more topic. And we don't want to go too long here. And you know, I'm sure we'll have more news and E3 reactions with Rob. We'll share next week as well. But uh, anything else you guys wanted to to mention or chat about before we go here? Maybe we could talk about uh, Star Wars or something. What were you thinking, Anthony? Anthony? Oh, I was just going to say Sea of Thieves was kind of disappointing. It was. You thought it was disappointing? Mm-hmm. I, I did. Thought it looked, very much so. I thought it looked cool. It looked exactly the same as it, before. I was it like, this similar. is boring. <laughs> I was like, why <laughs> am I so bored right now? I got lost in what the dude was talking about, the little pirate guy. I was like, this, this is... Uh, I need Either I need to wait until it actually comes out or whatever, something. Yeah. But... I am no longer interested in that game right now. Wow. Yeah, I think that game has suffered from overexposure because I feel like that game got announced so a it's long time 33. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's still not even coming out till you know end of the year or something. 2018. Oh, it's not even this year. Yeah, it's like oh. supposed to be early 2018. See, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I thought the announcer part was actually really cool. I thought they did a good job of kind of showing off what was going on. I liked it. Well, but... I mean, they had to narrate it. Otherwise, you'd be very confused yeah. what was going on. I think the gameplay looks fine. Like, it looks decent. It's one of those games, though, that I feel like you have to play with a group of friends. Oh, yeah. You and, wouldn't want to play it without. Yeah, and, you know, and me not being in the Xbox really circles anymore. Like, I don't own an Xbox One. I'm like, well, even if I was to get an Xbox One, I don't know if I would. You know, most of my friends aren't on that platform, and I probably wouldn't really have a good time with it anyways. So, I don't sure. know. I, 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 I hear you, though. It's it's got some over overexposure. It's got some good ideas. I like the idea of Sea of Thieves. I just don't think it's something I'm going to be able to enjoy. So yeah, even if I was on on board and bought it. So um, yeah, I thought overall, kind of the disappointing thing was kind of what we were talking about with Xbox and even with PlayStation and some of the other conferences is there was kind of a lack of new announcements of games throughout E3. I mean, there were some good ones. Um, Ubisoft had some stuff. But, you know, Sony has been announcing things super far out for the last couple of years, so it finally had to catch up with them. Yeah. So they didn't announce really any new big AAA games. <laughs> Just remembered games. something. Yeah. I thought Xbox was going to bring at least, like, a couple new games out because they were launching, you know, this new platform. And they had a couple games canceled. I thought they would have something, and they didn't really have any surprises as, as far as, like, first party. Exclusive indie stuff. But... No, but, like, as far as first party and stuff yeah. like that, they didn't have anything new. So, just kind of the overall, like, I think E3 is exciting when we get new game announcements and things to look forward to and stuff like that, and there wasn't a ton of that this year, so it was kind of sad. Makes sense. I mean, the best thing that I remember from last year's E3 was the Spider-Man reveal. Like, that was out of nowhere. No one was expecting a first-party Sony, like, Spider-Man game. So, like, stuff like that is exciting, you know. Metroid, we didn't see really any gameplay, but stuff like that, that's what we're going to remember from this E3, you know. Yep. Do you think of something else, Anthony? Assassin's Creed Origins came to my mind. That looks like the Assassin's Creed game that might bring me back in. Ooh. I thought it looked really okay. cool, too. Um, it looks like it's going to take on some of that old Assassin's Creed, like the very first Assassin's Creed in dealing with how you take out certain people and, and things like that. Like, it looks like it, like the it high might be more ref- and stuff. Yeah, a more refined version of that. Yeah. Um, I I love the setting a lot. I thought the setting looked really good. Yeah, cool. it, looks it did nice. look good. Yeah, it does look very good. Yeah, looks very mean, interesting. I think the eagle is kind of weird. 
but the, the <laughs> always soft love strong, like he'd be like those. 50 meters away and be like oh, i spotted you no the eagle spotted you like <laughs> i don't know how this is working but it, video games right yeah, yeah. video games it's and it's Ubisoft. It's they love to use drones. Good idea so. to have Assassin's Creed sit out here. We're seeing seeing a little bit of benefit from that. It looks like a I good thought Assassin's the Creed. the combat system looked cool too. Like it looks like they kind of revamped it a little bit and mm-hmm. have some like some boss characters and stuff like that. So hopefully that'll be good. Have they already announced like the six different special editions yet? I know they. I saw on do. Twitter someone said there was an eight hundred dollars <laughs> special edition. <laughs> I don't know if that was real or not, but I was like, oh gosh. Oh, I forgot they do that. Oh, yeah. They, they, they always have, like, day one, like, seven different editions you can buy or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember that one of the ones last year or something or two years ago had, I think, movie tickets to go see the new movie. Or, oh, no, no. It was no, no, there was no movie last year. We no talked about last the year. movie last year. It had special tickets you could buy with, like, pre-order bonuses and stuff like that. Oh, oh that's gosh. right. That's right. I didn't yeah, even like, remember that. Yeah. The movie, like carried on the tradition of Assassin's Creed, <laughs> having way too many purchasing <laughs> options. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love I'll Assassin's just Creed for that. buy the $300 edition and get a full <laughs> Assassin's Creed Egyptian suit. <laughs> exactly. Wear an Anubis head around town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. would be awesome. So, so let That's, us know. That would you... be about as level as the uh, Call of Duty Black o- or no, the Modern Warfare 2 goggles. Yeah, yeah. the, the night, night vision goggles. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> drone kit or whatever. <laughs> wait, wait, Anthony, real quick. Yes. Did you, what did you think of uh, Call of Duty? Did you see any of the new trailer or anything like that? Do you play Call of Duty at all? or? What did you I think stopped playing World after World Black Ops 2. Okay. Um, this one, I, I I just feel like they're kind of going off of you know the whole World War thing. Everybody yeah. wants to go back to World War or whatever. So <laughs> it looks like it could be good. It lo- actually, the story looks like it could be very interesting. Yeah. After that, I'm sure it's going to be Call of Duty. Yep, yep. I feel the same. The story looks interesting. I wish I could pay like twenty bucks and just play, get the story. But yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. I would do yep. that. Yeah, it's Activision, so they won't. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck uh, wishing for that one. Um, I do want to mention real quickly. Um, we were um, chatting a little bit with Steven on Twitter, and something I think that surprised me personally. I'm not a Dragon Ball Z fan. They announced a new Dragon Ball Z game that actually oh, looks yeah. a lot of fun. Like it looks that great. game looks really good. <laughs> and I'm like surprised. Like Nathan is a huge DBZ fan, and he has like forced me to play some awful Dragon Ball Z games. And like you admit, like for the most part, they're not great games. Like, but you know, you're a Dragon Ball fan, so they're yeah. fun. But like this game, for me, not being a Dragon Ball Z fan, I think this game looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks I was really so cool. surprised by this. <laughs> they bring back kind of all of the aesthetics of the original Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that, like all the different yeah. characters and stuff like that. It's so that's really, really nice appealing touch. to me as a Dragon Ball Z fan. Would you say that, Anthony? Yes. Like, just the art alone, like, that adds so much, like, character to the fighting because mm-hmm. it feels like you're watching the cartoon and you're actually, like, participating in what was <laughs> yeah. cartoon, excuse me, anime. Uh, but you're actually, like, participating in, like, what those fights look like. It was like I was really impressed by that art decision like yeah, well, that like, that actually makes it a lot it, better it reminded me of marvel vs. capcom 2 like it has like that 2d look with the 3d backgrounds and like really really flashy fast uh battles really cool super moves you're doing 3v3 you're switching out between three characters like i'm like why does marvel vs. capcom infinite not look like this like marvel vs. capcom is getting beat out by a dragon ball z game and like injustice like i played the marvel vs. capcom infinite demo today and it was very underwhelming the textures look bad the character models look super like 
robotic-y and just not smooth or fluid. And, like, the bar has been set so high by recent fighting games. And, you know, when you have a game like Injustice come out this year, all these DC characters, and it looks yeah. gorgeous and realistic yeah. and, you know, has cool story story mode and great character models and textures. And then you have Marvel's Capcom Infinite, which looks very low effort at this point. And there's, like, 24 characters in it or something, it sounds like. And I don't know. Just wondering... What went wrong? What What is wrong with this game? So I want it to be good. I'm a huge Marvel vs. Capcom guy, but I'm more, I'm more just in Dragon Ball Z, and it feels weird. That's hilarious <laughs> to me, because you always hate on me whenever I talk about Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, so. no, for sure. So Yeah, this one this one looks very good. Did they say... I haven't really looked at any details. Have they said, like, a release date or anything? Any other details like that? I, I feel I like it was fall no. or October I, or something like that. If it's fall, if it's this fall, that's... That's awesome, man. That's that's really. They're gonna tempting. go ahead, literally head to. Don't quote me on that, but I think it is like <laughs> Ooh, October. I think. That'd be awesome. I want right. to get it. Kick your butt as Go Tanks. I don't know what a Go Tanks <laughs> is, but sure. <laughs> all I know is there's Goku, and then there's a guy who looks like Mewtwo. That's all I know. Who's <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm super casual, so feel free to uh, to make fun of me on Twitter. But uh, anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, head out. Thank you so much, Anthony, for uh, joining us today. It's uh, good to have you back on here, as always. And, uh, you know, let us know on Twitter, you know, what has been your high, your peak, and your valley, uh, kind of your disappointment thing about E3 so far. You can find us on Twitter, at HeyListen underscore games. Be sure to... Um, enter our Star Wars event. Like I said, there's only one entry so far, so you've got a great chance of winning. We're probably going to announce the winner um, this weekend. So be sure to do that. And, Anthony, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Mr. Ant Shelton. I changed my Twitter handle. Wow, but... you are so official now. Anthony <laughs> so official. Shelton yeah. Media. It's nice. I know. Well, you know, job stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> just, just trying to prepare for the future. Nice. Awesome. Smart man. All right, well... We bid you adieu and enjoy covering the rest of the E3 news as uh, we enjoy the best time of the year for gamers. And uh, we'd love to keep chatting with you guys about everything on uh, Twitter. And we leave you with the Super Mario Odyssey trailer theme. Enjoy. Yeah,
with me, grab coins with me. I